this is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IP Livecast. Kid Rock is very upset that people don't like his new song about being cancelled. Unfortunately he made this statement online, where his fans will never see it because they are an average age of 63 years old, and can't figure out the computer without the help of their nephew, who never calls anymore. Hey kid, have you considered mailing your complaints in a Val pack? Then your fans can read about how mad you are about being cancelled, while clipping coupons for fiber supplements. Our IP live cast starts. Now. Say it sexily, Shannon. Oh. Val pack. <laughs> There's no way to make a Valpac sexy. It just is. I think Shannon's in it. She's sexy. She's just like 99% sexy when she's talking about a Valpac. Do Valpacs ever have like coupons for sex shops in them? I haven't yeah. seen one, but you know, that's a market that can be tapped, Sid. <laughs> oh, it's oh there's plenty of tapping. Yeah. Old people love sex, you know. They just they can't <laughs> get any. They need direction. Well, I mean, I get a Valpac. I'm not that old. You Hate just break but, it to you, Sid. <laughs> yeah. You're getting up there, man. Yeah. Listen yeah, to Rob, the youngest person on the show by like four years, is talking mad shit now. Son of a bitch. Uh I'm feeling very old myself. I, I got a prescription for blood pressure medication this week. Oh so. shit. <laughs> really? The party is on. How uh, dire are we talking about here? You got like no. serious serious condition or no, 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 no. It's just it's been high. Uh, consistently for a little it's very bit. on brand for you so it's uh <laughs> i asked apparently the, my doctor claims and i choose to believe her that marijuana does not have an effect on blood pressure so. i would think if anything it lowers it uh but so yeah we'll yeah. see so Rob, imagine how much higher it's a, it's it would a, be if you didn't smoke weed it's a very it's a very small dose of like it's not it's like the most basic ass dose too. any side effects it's like a one hitter of blood pressure man yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> we're old and we're here on RIPL livecast thank you for joining us it's rob here with sid hello Say hello sid and darren hi and you can be a part of the show give us a ring 213 wide nut that's 213-943-3688 if you listen to the archive and we say something and you want to contribute you can always email us hate mail at metalinjection.net and uh got a lot a lot of fun stuff to talk about here mm-hmm. and uh also we have a chat room going lots of fun but so youtube uh, chat there's a discord that's right and uh i think we're, we're gonna try to start a twitch soon i feel like if i say it on the air i might actually do it so because <laughs> i've been i've been uh, slacking on it but yeah we're gonna lo- start a slack to- soon also lots of- <laughs> well i feel a discord is basically a slack it's it's very similar so all right we're not assigning tasks to our metal injection live cast stars or our right. apl live cast stars you should put them to work for us at this point why not well kid rock needs needs somebody to be put to work maybe like a, a pr assistant oh boy after this latest statement that he made uh we've been talking about a song the last few weeks uh you know, ain't Loved nobody it. gonna tell me how to live. <laughs> I can do my 9-11 yarl. Uh, but uh, no, I do love the song. And someone mentioned to me that like, so the song features a Canadian 
outlaw country band Monster Truck. And what I didn't realize is he basically did the same thing he did with Metallica's Sad But True, which is he took Sad But True and then just rapped over it and said it was his song. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Monster Truck put out a song like two years ago, Can't Tell Me How to Live. So it's basically the song without the kid rock parts. And I have to say, I don't like it as much. <laughs> all the shitty kid rock rap, all the dumb raps and the posturing. I think that's what really makes the song for me. Like it's hilarious. It's, it's ironic. Yeah, it's just but the mediocrity without, without it. Yeah. Without it, the hook, does, like, I think it's a good hook, but it doesn't stand out as much when the whole song sounds like the hook. I think because well, now, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think because the rest of the song kind of is beneath the hook, it elevates the hook to greater heights than if Kid Rock wasn't on the song. Well, let me ask you, since you're now a monster truck aestheticist, (laughs) what is the surrounding song about since it's not about Kid Rock and cancel culture? Oh, it's also about cancel culture. Let me pull up. Let me pull up the lyrics because I mean, I only. (laughs) This is very exciting. uh, uh, Okay, hold on, hold on. Do it in your best Canadian accent. I am the story of a man who makes his way on his own. Don't need no kind of direction from no one. I got myself a pretty old soul. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. I'm a giant of a man. I do what I please. I got respect for all that's around me and expect the same from me. Wait, you're not going to tell me how to live, but I'm going to respect everything around me. So go ahead, do what you want, whatever you release. I'm just looking for a little quiet and my own kind of peace. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Seems like it's very disjoint uh, from what the chorus is to what the lyrics are. It's just like, hey, well, I don't want to bother anybody. It, it's not the chorus. The chorus is, oh, I'm going to soar like an eagle. My wings will carry me away. I got the heart of a lion and I get stronger every day. Well, this is all so, over the map. I feel like he's, he's, at one point he's like just on a rocking chair on a porch sipping lemonade. <laughs> And then he's soaring like an eagle over the Grand Canyon. I like the finer things in life. At least that, at least what's fine to me, like Cracker Barrel. Oh, no, no. Now he's like I Doja got, Cat. <laughs> I got music and people to love. That sure does suit my needs. Yeah. Singing that song with my baby doll and a little bit of weed. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. I'm going to soar like an eagle. My wings will carry me away. I got the heart of a lion. And I got trauma every day. And then he repeats. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <coughs> but I guess this is more of just like a you stick to your shit. I'll stick to mine kind of message as opposed to I'm going to tell you liberals. What's what kind of message. Yeah. Right. So and and, and, like and also nice Canadian version. Yeah, and to be fair, after what's so funny is after the song came out, I believe Monster Truck released a statement. Oh, boy. Like basically saying what you're saying, Sid, like, hey, relax. Like, I don't endorse anything Kid Rock has said. Like, I'm just having I'm just I'm staying in my lane (laughs) doing my thing. Something like that. Basically, Did they have to approve 
the lyrics of Kid he's Rock's in the version. fucking video he's yeah, there so, saying. so like they clearly are at least tacitly endorsing what he's saying Maybe, by allowing let me, to use their song let me uh it's hard to like this SEO. It's not very SEO. We're Lots just we're Canadians. We're people pleasers. We wanted to turn him down, but we tried to be nice. So like, OK, here we go. I guess the take. So what happened was so Danko Jones. Oh, of we, course, we, we might have uh, mentioned him. He's like he's a Canadian uh, rock musician, hard rock, hard rocker. What's your favorite Danko Jones track? <laughs> top, top three. <laughs> He just likes it because the name, the word dank is in it. Yeah, so right. it's so hard to pick one. All of his songs are so good. <laughs> I, I like them all equally. Uh, no, I don't really follow Danko Jones. It's a little out of the, the metal sphere. Uh, but all right, be he's, he's half he's half black. So he's, uh, you know, he, he's very your words, quick, Rob. He's very quick to uh, call out racism and just, you know, he, he's been very uh open about you know like just out, outward about it if, if that makes sense of just like okay. calling out racism and just like having no tolerance for it so uh he uh called out monster truck for collaborating with kid rock uh and saying he he basically thinks that like it's it's disappointed he said disappointed to hear a certain band on a song with a certain musician who has been so public with his maga politics including uttering the phrase fuck colin kaepernick during a live performance it's tantamount to standing in solidarity with him gross and the video of them posing as rednecks and fur coats is fucking embarrassing disappointed and embarrassed for that band so he's talking about monster truck here it's weird that he wouldn't just call them out by name when then he goes on to say such specific things and say it's fun like just use their name yeah. at that point like what you're, you're calling fitting. out specifically what they're wearing in the fucking like we know who you're talking about just say it it's okay he likes to encourage googling <laughs> yeah that's right so then Monster Truck was offended that Danko Jones was offended. <laughs> uh, let me find his statement. It's just Wait, offended Monster, all the way down. Monster Truck is one man. I, well, I guess the front man, it's like truck. Alice Cooper. The band is Alice Cooper and the front man is Alice Cooper. So the guy's name is Monster Truck and the oh, band no. is called Monster uh, Truck? Let's see. His name is Wait, is it just John Harvey. Oh, John Harvey. Is it a monster truck like playing the music? Because that would explain <laughs> no. why it sucks. Uh, so he says, I don't want to come across the wrong way, but it feels a little opportunistic to me. It also feels like he's a very angry person. I don't subscribe to that, and I'm not an angry person. And hey, it feels like he got John Harvey. Don't tell Danko Jones how to live, please. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, isn't that kind of like a racist trope that like whenever a black person like like the angry black man kind of trope like, hey, yeah. settle yes. down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and to me, it feels like he kind of gets angry about a lot of things as far as personal attack goes. I've never met this guy in my life. I have no ideas what his values are and what his beliefs are. And nor do I care because that's his problem and his business. But yeah, man, he went after me, didn't he? That's my whole thing about it. This guy is upset because he thinks the song promotes hate and he's getting that out by hating it. <laughs> it's yes. the most contradictory, hypocritical thing I've ever experienced. What? <laughs> <laughs> He should love this song if he 
hates that it it's hateful yeah. he really went after you by stating true factual things that you did and observing what they were terrible what yeah he how did dare to you. you uh i just goes to prove a theory that i've had for a long time which is that uh there's no racial slur there's no word that you could diminish white people with that will affect them in any way that's equivalent to the n-word except racists yeah. they are, hate to be fucking called racists and if you do that it's the only thing that that a, a non-white person can say to a white person that will just just the word itself will make them go ape shit. and it's great i love it he continues and i'm just like man okay and then next week he'll be mad about something else james hetfield did or something else someone else did it's like buddy just simmer down Oof. oh jesus Oof. christ You've got you got some sit to short some shit to sort, not some sit, sit to, to short. short. <laughs> some knock around sorts. Uh, and it's an opportunity. That's the issue I have with it. It's like he could have said nothing and just kept going with his life, but instead he's putting himself out there and putting that hate out there, and it's creating an opportunity for. That's so weird to me that he's criticizing uh danko jones for putting out hate when mm -hmm. the entire song he did with kid rock is him hating his haters like the kid rock but song he's is saying that's hate. not my part of the song that's not about me man but also I, uh, do that. isn't danko jones one of the haters too that he's talking about so it seems like it lines up with the song Here, here's the best part i never called anyone a piece of shit to their face i don't think in, in real life <laughs> The dude didn't even use my name, my, didn't use my band name. And he said these harsh things to me, <coughs> excuse me, Bless personally. You. I don't know, man. I'm really hurt by that. Uh, it's super offensive. My mom's going to read that article and other people are. And this guy gets what guys really paying me, me out to be something. He's got no idea what I'm like. He's got no idea what my friends and family are like. It's some pretty harsh shit. My mom is going to read that article and read all the factual things that were said about me yeah. that are easily Googleable. I think Monster Truck's mom is a big lamb goat reader. I think that's what it is. What is Mrs. Truck's uh, given name? I believe she's <laughs> Momster Truck. Momster Truck. <laughs> so we haven't even gotten to the main event, which is, of course, Kid Rock's uh, statement. Uh, he also called out Danko Jones. Go fire up MySpace and see what he said. <laughs> he, this was on his Facebook page, in fact. <sighs> he, yeah, he would be still on there. Yep. I, Metal Injection and uh, RIP Live Guest is still on there. When are they going? Facebook. When are they going to become Meta? Meta is the umbrella company. They're they're already Meta. So they're so they're not changing the actual Facebook uh, platform to Meta. No, the corporate the corporate entity that owns Facebook used to be called Facebook. Now it's called meta. So why do we all need to know that with like an ad campaign? If it's not, yeah, that's, it's just the, that, the umbrella. Company. I have no idea why there needs to be an ad campaign. <laughs> I, I think they're also time. starting the push on the meta universe, like they're uh, on virtual reality. So that's why they're kind of seeding that word. Yes. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like second life. Again. Yeah. Is Great. it real? Is that what meta universe is? Yeah, the metaverse. Uh, so it's like you just go in there and you have an alter ego and you just you have an avatar. Yeah, and it's supposed to be, uh, you know, like all your NFTs could be there. You could have your NFTs on display. Ooh, all of my NFTs. All of your NFTs. You could buy. You could buy virtual goods from Nike and have like 
you could pay like a hundred dollars for virtual Jordans to, that your avatar oh. wears, or so something like, some bullshit like that. It's like Ready Player One, but even shittier. Oh. I haven't seen Ready Player One yet. Oh my god! It's where that might be a, a Patreon watch along. That's oh, I'm so down. It's, I'm so it's down. Legit, one of the two or three worst movies I've ever seen in the theater. Fucking off. Easily, wow, it's a fucking Steven the Spielberg. It's, okay, it's like remember what Space Jam did with all the properties. Yes. they're all standing in the background. It's yeah. that, except if those properties were in the middle of the fucking movie and not standing watching a basketball yeah. game. Yeah. So they interact with these properties. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my whole least, film. My least favorite trope of, of new films that require knowledge outside of their universe to bring into the universe. I don't well, like this that. is based on a book. Hack. In, yeah. a, in a just world, that movie would be the rock bottom where everyone would wake up and go, what are we doing with movies right now? This is. Just, but it wasn't. Of course, it went deeper into the ground after that. People saw that movie and were like, yes, yeah, Spielberg's still on the ball. Let's let him remake West Side Story. That's going to make a ton of money. <laughs> I can't even see Woo-hoo. that. You know, my gut feeling and I have no way to 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 justify this, but my gut feeling is Steven Spielberg walked onto the set. He directed the human beings that were in like 8% of that movie. <laughs> and then he left and he's like, all right, you guys handle it. And then they threw all the CGI in. And I think well, he good had news. very little involvement. Yeah, Disney agrees with you guys because there's been virtually no marketing for the movie. It's been totally buried under uh, Spider-Man or whatever. Oh, uh, West Side that Story, movie, you mean? Yeah, West Side Story yeah. on the, uh, the the Del Toro movie. What is it? Nightmare Alley? Nightmare Alley, yeah. Is that in wide release yet, though? I be- I don't know. It's Christmas release. barely any marketing. Yeah. I think that one will do fine for what it's expected. I'm curious about that. The one. reviews are very good for that one. Yeah, I mean, he's a great director. So, but West Side Story is like already like a huge failure. I think. Good. Yeah. I don't even so really he, like the first one, but it's just yeah. like, why do we need another one anyway? I guess you don't want to live in America. No, it's got some good songs and some good things to it. It's not my favorite musical. I think it's just, it's. Did we talk about this? Yeah, we did. Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. probably. I would say. Uh, yeah, we about it. But I like Stall Manny. It's hard to pick. Mm-hmm. So uh, from back to Music Man, uh, uh, a real Jesus Christ Superstar. Good <laughs> rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here's his statement. Uh, which, Jesus Christ, way, soup, stupid star. Uh, <laughs> I want to mention that, like, he got even roasted. Like Weird Al even got in on the roasting. He released a statement to say that the great. song is not a Weird Al parody, that he had nothing to do with it. Actually, the, the Weird Al tweet was, to everybody that's congratulating me, me right now on my new Kid Rock parody video, let me clarify, that's not me. That's actually Kid Rock. <laughs> you see, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the bit. It's a funny joke, but in reality, it's so bad, I wouldn't even think it was a parody yeah. of Weird Al. Uh, by Weird Al. Right, yeah. Weird, Al, Weird Al's comedic <laughs> standards are much better than that. Yes. Uh, so Kid Rock writes, All you pansy-ass woke critics and trolls are exactly what brought me to create Don't Tell Me How to Live. And by create, he means just copy and paste yeah, the song yeah. and add some uh, rap verses to it. Oh, you say my music is shitty? Well, guess what, folks? More shitty music coming yeah. your way. Kid Rock continues. Thank you for all the inspiration. Keep shoveling coal on the fire, you idiots. 
Cole. Has to be Cole, of course. I fucking love it. To the Kid Rock dysfunctional family. <laughs> I didn't realize that's like his name for like, you know, his version of Juggalos. Yes, the Kid Juggalos. Rock dysfunctional family. We already know there is no tribe like ours in music, comma, period, and then a period. <laughs> uh, all, all of his tribe need Geritol. <laughs> Stay tuned for more songs to be released soon. An album early next year, and God willing, a monster 2022 tour announcement. Yeah. Merry holes Christ- everywhere. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Kid Rock. Hashtag no sellout. P.S. This is a good. This is where the oh boy comedy really comes in. P.S. Remember, sticks and stones may break my bones. Whatever happened to that shit? Quit being so damn offended. Toughen up and enjoy life. It's weird that he says that when the prior three paragraphs are him yeah. being offended. He's being like, a pussy. These sticks His and so like, impetus for writing the song was him being offended. Yeah, right. we. Uh, so he continues. Quit being so damn offended. Tough it up and enjoy life. We all know the media, social and mainstream. <laughs> are completely out of hand and only in the business of clicks and views nowadays. Well, aren't you only in the business of listens nowadays? Like, aren't you doing the exact same thing with your song? Political uh, revolution. No, but he stands for truth, Rob. Yeah. Here, here he comes. Don't take the bait anymore. And this is my favorite line. Do some research and seek truth or fuck it. Just ignore them and rock harder. <laughs> yeah. Put that on a bumper sticker. Do some research and seek the truth or fuck it. Just ignore them and rock harder. <laughs> I like it. Truth or fuck it. That'll fit. That'll fit <laughs> in a bumper. Or if you have a monster truck, you could fit the whole thing. You know what? I think we're going to start printing truth or fuck it shirts. That's it. We're going to take over Kid Rock's uh, right. market market share. He should just have one that says fucking cancel culture. How does that work? <laughs> Maybe another shirt we have is tell me how to live. Please tell me how to live. <laughs> There's somebody going to tell me how to live. Will somebody please tell me how to live? You could do like an advice column. Yeah. Kid Rock tells you how to live. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Dumb prick. <laughs> it, it, it is really funny like how did he how did he think that people wouldn't read that and just see how butthurt he is like he comes off so butthurt well it's that white guy th- like a lot you know he has a lot of money but your, your average random white guys in the same boat like ideologically like they're just sheltered from any criticism for 50 years and now there's the internet that didn't exist, you know. You could, you know, before thirty years ago, you can just go through an eighty-year life and never encounter someone telling you that your views are fucking stupid because you never go outside the eight-block radius of your fucking house. And now there's the internet, so they all have Facebook, they all have Twitter, and they have they say the same stupid shit they've been saying for two hundred and fifty years. But now somebody gets to fire back and go, "No, you're a fucking dumb fuck." Yeah, and they get offended. So it's like the it's like a baby crawling out of the crib for the first time and experiencing stimuli. You know, <laughs> they get no. really cr- whiny and cry babyish. Now I'm picturing Kid Rock in a diaper. 
<laughs> like a little pacifier. Ain't nobody gonna tell me when to poop. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's why they call him kid, be, I guess. Just gonna be stuck in my head now the whole night. I mean, it always is. You love that song. I mean, I, I've been pretty good the last few weeks of not having it stuck in my head, but are you going to try to get guest guest list for the uh, Kid Rock tour next year? No, no. You're going to pay. You like it so much. You want to pay full price. I was never really that big of a Kid Rock guy, even in my new metal phase. Like I, I, I liked bar with the bar. <laughs> bar with the bar. You have to and bar of course, with American the bar. badass. You love. No, I, I didn't like American Badass. I wasn't really a fan of it because I like like Sad But True at that time in particular was one of my favorite Metallica songs. And it was just like you made one of my favorite songs worse, kind of. And they also know, like, made one of your favorite wrestlers worse with that song. Yeah, well. yeah, so and that, like, yeah, exactly. He had everything to he touched. I much preferred when Undertaker came out to Roland because yeah. I like that oh, song. Well, you and brought up Limp Biscuit, and I, and I feel like Limp Biscuit is like a better Kid Rock. Like there are, yeah. there are, Rob. I know we joke about this stuff all the time, but there are legitimately good Limp Biscuit songs. Like they're yeah. cringy, they're, they're cringy bangers. as fuck, but they're bangers. There are no good Kid Rock songs. Like none. Ah, I, ba with the ba is all right. The fucking name of it is Ba with the Ba. The bang, the bang. Yeah, it's silly. It's silly. It's no. just cultural appropriation say, right yeah. in the fucking title. That's true. The bull god. Did you like that one, Rob? Were you ever a bull god? I didn't know that. Uh, one. Isn't that wasn't that from no, the first no, actually, album too? Yeah, no, that, that song's actually not bad. I forgot. <laughs> about it. Yeah. He really likes Scotty Pippen. It goes, it goes like, I am the bull god. I am free, right? I guess it's yeah. kind of like an SCP yeah. ripoff almost now that I sing it out loud. Everything I like about him is like, oh, he's taking good things that about other artists that I like. Yeah, leaving on a southern train. Yeah, motherfucker up, Kid Rock! <laughs> Only yesterday. I will say, I've been actually listening to Corn a bunch lately, uh, and Corn still, still fuck. I always, like, even when I stop liking new metal, I always had a special place in my heart for corn. Uh, not really so much into newer stuff, but the first four albums, never. they fuck. Never. Never, buddy. Never Isn't could. That? Never could do it. Maybe I'll put a song on the playlist next week. Oh, dear. I might have to veto that. I just, <laughs> what I don't like about corn is his voice modulation. Like He's doing a very affected voice. Mm -hmm. And it just seems very fake. You, you, you pick up what I'm saying there? I get what you're That's saying. Yeah, yeah. Like his his whininess, like his whiny, like. Yeah. No one talks yeah, yeah. like that. I don't know. But when he does it, but his sing. scream, his scream is really good. I think, Screams is so got a talent. He's a talented. He's a talented singer. Yeah. I just think it's affected. That's what I'm saying. It's Do you like corn? Do you still listen to them? Give us a ring a ding ding. Two one three wide nut is the number. Leroy, I think Rob's talking to you. Two one three nine four three three six eight eight. Question. Come on. Sorry, we just uh, <laughs> mentioned Limp Biscuit. Um, and you want to preview uh, what, oh, yeah. what we're doing for the next uh, the next month's Patreon offering? Oh it's yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we still have about uh, nine or ten days. Ten days, yeah, I it's guess. A, it's a tease, but I'm so excited about it. How good it came out. 
Uh, we uh, did a watch along of the new Fred Durst movie, The Fanatic. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, relatively starring, new. Starring, the relative, yeah, 2019 movie, The Fanatic, starring John Travolta. And during the, during the piece, I thought it might have been the worst movie you ever saw, but I was quickly reminded it wasn't, but it's up there. It's in the it's discussion. A, it's, yeah, it's in the discussion for sure. It was very bad. It was a very bad movie, but the perfect, I think the worse the movie is, the better the watch along we oh, have, yeah. because then we, we like don't need to pay as much attention and we could just riff on how terrible it is yeah. as opposed to when the movie is good and we actually want to pay attention and follow uh-huh. along. I will say this movie, this episode of our show had more riffs quantity than any other any other one we've done it was like rapid fire and i thought it came and, out yeah. great and i feel like yeah the good thing is that like we didn't feel obligated to pause the movie every time we were <laughs> riffing because we're like oh we're not missing anything but we could just talk right over this is fine yeah so no spoilers Literal. but the, but it's just it needs to be seen to be believed yeah it really does and i'm so i i can't even wait for 10 days for people to see this or whatever it is 11 days so that that's gonna go up on january 1st and if you want to hit up our patreon might as well do the plug right now patreon.com slash r.i.p a live cast up now you can watch right now we have the two but we do two bonus episodes a month and we have for this month we have a watch along of the movie hellaware that's the movie where the drop that we play cut your dick off and we're cut your dick off uh that's where that comes from so we watched the whole movie which also not the best movie more watchable than the fanatic but little all over the place but we had a really really fun time watching it i think and and riffing on it oh yeah and then at the top of the month we did a another in our series of the rip live cast meme hall of fame where we induct some of our favorite podcast memes from over the years and we revisit them and and just offer a new perspective on them and so this month we inducted your boy bangs we inducted the 9-11 never forget song and we inducted the it don't fucking match guy and we really really got to know the it don't fucking match guy found his social media found out where he works uh, yeah security number no oh. not that far but that one does match on lots of his accounts <laughs> and we have a ton of great bonus episodes in the archives uh last month we did a watch long of cube 2 hypercube and escape the undertaker the new netflix movie with the new day which was so silly uh i think we had a really really fun time riffing on that uh we also did Two months ago, we did a thrash it or trash it of every song on the Metallica Blacklist cover album. So we did like 50 thrash or trash it. Some of them were brutal. So that's all in our Patreon, including video versions of our weekly free episodes. Sid has a column called TV Talk. He recommends some TV shows to watch. There's so many. And uh, lots of fun stuff. And then sometimes I also follow up with Rob about those shows to make sure he watches them. And then he goes down rabbit holes of street artists and makes that his background. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Sid recommended I I watch an incredible documentary on Showtime 
called The Individualist. It's about photographer Ricky Powell, who is a New York street photographer uh, who came up in the 80s and ended up touring with the Beastie Boys and Run DMC and taking all these famous photos that you've absolutely seen all over the place. Uh, And in the documentary, he mentions how he shot photos of Basquiat, and it just sent me down a massive rabbit hole of uh, looking out, looking up uh, Basquiat info. So that was pretty interesting. Like I learned that Basquiat went to the same high school as me. Not at so, the same time, though. Yeah, about about twenty or thirty years before me. So yeah, he, he died. He died when I was three years old. So I don't oh. think uh, we had a chance to interact. Did he die before uh, or after Uncle Gamma? Uh, before. <laughs> Uncle Gannon died when I was like 10, 9 or 10. What a tough so. childhood for you. First, you lose Basquiat before you even really get to know. <laughs> My grandpa died Gannon. when I was five. Uh, that was pretty tough. Oh, did you push yeah. him down a flight of stairs? No, he had a heart attack. From you threatening to push From him, me down, throwing a him down a flight of stairs? Yeah. That's about right. Uh, Do you still go visit his grave? Yeah. Where he's, is he buried? Uh, where everyone's buried in Brooklyn. Same old fucking cemetery. That's at Hearst. Yeah. Okay. Over there. How come you never invite me? <laughs> you want to go see Wait my a minute. Isn't that where your iPhone was robbed that time? Where your iPad, I, uh, iPod was uh, by that cemetery? Yeah, but in a different part. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like a half a mile away <laughs> you should have told them like my grandfather is buried here have some fucking respect and they would have and my over. grandmother both of them buried right next to each other so at were you visiting them no did you think to visit them after no i just wanted to go home i was embarrassed <laughs> and i had no money <laughs> Couldn't you even. have to pay, pay admission to get into the cemetery? What does that have to do with anything? Who knows? You, you sometimes, you know, you want to leave a few dollars for your, your dead relatives. What? Is that <laughs> a custom? <laughs> I think they, they, they tricked you, man. I don't know. But uh, no, it was really interesting uh, learning about Basquiat. And also what's so funny is I guess there's a bunch of controversy now because a few of his paintings surfaced that have never been seen before. One of them was purchased by Tiffany's uh, and it showed up in an ad campaign with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And she was wearing like a blood diamond in the in the photo. And it's like this is completely antithesis to what do you think Basquiat, Basquiat was trying to do? Gave a fuck about blunt diamonds. I don't know that he would have been offended. Why would he have cared? Well, I think he was. He didn't like. Uh, he didn't. He kind of looked down on rich people as much. Like it was like a dichotomy. Like he wanted to be rich but hated rich people, kind of thing. Like yeah. it was a very Kurt Cobain. Yeah. But he I was reading though, himself. like for example. Well, I mean, he he OD'd on heroin. I, it was an accident though. It's good. Uh, what's interesting is he would he would haul limos. You'd, you'd ride around in limos, and the main reason was, is because he couldn't haul a taxi. No taxi would stop for him. In the hail, hail a taxi, hail. or haul. <laughs> yeah, hail, hail a taxi. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Darren, did you know Basquiat personally? Yeah, we, were, we were tight. We were tight. Yeah, back in the days. <laughs> yeah. 
What what, what are you really asking me? Did I know? No, nothing. You, I just I just wanted to I just wanted to see if you were you were with us. I'm right here. What do you mean if I was with <laughs> you? I just didn't have anything to add to that. I was letting you expound on your vast. Yeah, vast yeah, yeah. No, I was just yeah. Uh, so and I downloaded a uh, well, I watched a PBS documentary about him. Which I'm like, who the fuck? I'm watching PBS documentaries now, but it was actually yeah. very, it was very enlightening because I spent the whole day reading about him, and then it actually had footage of all the stuff that I, I had read about, and uh, he uh, he started working with Andy Warhol, and there's photos of him bringing Andy Warhol to his house for dinner, and it's maybe the most hilariously awkward photo I've seen. Wait, I actually sent it, I believe, to Sid. I might have it. Hold on. Yeah. You know, you start watching PBS, it's a slippery slope to NPR, man. <laughs> I can't stand NPR, so you don't have to worry about that. I, I, tr- I try listening yeah, to now. it. They prime the pump with the PBS, and then you start getting into NPR pieces. <laughs> well, if they cover uh, interesting uh, characters and topics. Oh, I'm sure they've got plenty of little features on Basquiat for you, Rob. That's true. Yeah. But I feel like at this point, I, I, I got, I've consumed all the knowledge. But NPR is like MTV with ridiculousness. They just do Basquiat like 23 and a half hours a day. <laughs> is that, is that they got that show, This American Basquiat? <laughs> <laughs> they even have a sitcom now with Zach Galifianakis. It's called Basquiat's. <laughs> Any way you can do Basquiat, they'll do it. Fricasseed, scampy. <laughs> Basquiat scampy. He was a little scamp. If we made Basquiat Scampy the episode title, would that be the weirdest, randomest episode title we've ever done? I'd have to look, but yeah, it's got to be top five or ten, at least. I'm going to throw it in the mix. Here's the photo of Andy Warhol, Basquiat, and Basquiat's dad. (laughs) And his dad is being like, what? Where am I? I thought his dad was Pedro Martinez. I (laughs) I can see it. And Andy Warhol looks super uncomfortable in every photo he's ever been in. Yeah. Like so that's he's just, just his for the resting course for him. corpse face. <laughs> get this over with, please. Yeah. Take the picture. Already. Whose hand is this on me? Get off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being touched. He didn't like being touched. That was yeah. that was his thing. It's Pedro. You see how to sign a baseball or something. Mira papi, welcome to my crib. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the Ricky Powell doc was really, really good. Uh, just going back to that, the street photographer, because there was so many great photos of 80s New York and just great footage of 80s New York. And uh, I went, I also, in addition to my Basquiat rabbit hole, I went down a Ricky Powell rabbit hole. And uh, one of his gimmicks is he would go around and do slideshows of some of his famous photos and kind of tell stories about them. And one of the photos, in his slideshow that he took was a photo of a few members of the Wu-Tang clan. It was Ghostface, Riza, and Jizza. And it's like a very smoky room. And he's telling the story. And he's like, yeah, you see that smoke? Yeah, that was me. I, I lit up a joint and I start passing around. And I'm like, and I got to say, I like, I just remember like thinking like, yo, have these guys ever smoked a joint before? Because they're just fucking standing, holding it and talking. It's like, bro. I didn't bring that from my house for you to hold it <laughs> like pass that shit. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe that anyone is calling out Wu-Tang Clan on their weed etiquette. 
But if anyone could do it, I believe it's Ricky Powell, because in this documentary, people said that, like, Ricky knew good weed before people knew good weed was a thing. And that, like, Ricky had the chronic before Dr. Dre even wrote the chronic or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. I think LL Cool J is the one who says that in the doc. So that was so it's like if anybody if anybody has this point of view, it's this guy. So that, that's a recommendation for me and Sid. It's just a fantastic window into old New York. And his mom is like oh. featured in the movie. And she's like just classic New York City wacko lady who you think is this person homeless are they just a crazy millionaire? Like it could be anything. It's just like this random, like street urchin, elderly woman on the street. It's and what's so what's so amazing beautiful. is like the documentary as a film, it's beautifully done. Uh, it, it tells like it has a great narrative arc. Uh, you're on the journey the whole way, and so they've sort of built up his mom as this mythical character, and then she just shows up in the film, and you're just like. You're like, oh, oh my, God. my God, she's real. Her? <laughs> she's alive. And she's even weirder than they described her. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's great. It's so good. It's so, so good. If you like old New York or like classic hip hop stuff. Definitely check it out. Yeah. I got to tell you um, another show that's uh, that's already quite old by now, but it's Kimmy Schmidt that has a oh, lot yeah. of stuff that's uh old new york in fact like carol kane just plays an old grizzled woman just like that, you described ricky powell's mom is like that carol kane character like 20 years later oh yeah okay <laughs> like just left to unmedicated and left to her own devices for an extra few decades that's what she ends up that's 100 percent that wow. character arc yes that show really made me like hooked me in with that new york stuff you know uh -huh. it's in the present day it's shot it's it takes place but a lot of the characters are just old New York people. Oh, yeah. Well, what I like yeah. about the Carol King character is that she's basically like, oh, you damn hipsters, get out of here, but I'll overcharge you rent because yeah. I can yeah. get away with it. I'm going to take advantage while I can. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. for. No, she's great. She's a great actress, though, in general. Yeah. She mm -hmm. brought a lot to that role. And uh, you can bring a little bit to the mental or the RIP live cast. No longer the mental injection live cast. Give us a ring a ding ding. 213 wide nut 213 943 3688. Gotta put a dollar in the swear jar. That's right. Fair. Uh I wanna I wanna mention there was a story a few weeks back that I posted. And I'm gonna be honest, the, the main reason I posted the story is because the headline was like it's not necessarily clickbait but it's <laughs> it's it's comment bait the headline is so open-ended it allows plenty of riffs yeah so the headline of the story is vince neal has something that no one else has but vince neal quote has something no one else has end quote according to nikki six angina <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. It's very open ended. It allows I, you. To I remember, like within thirty seconds of Rob posting that, I had like three different riffs. <laughs> Let me uh, you you go on. I'm going to go try to find them. Okay, Rob. So, I, I, so the, the quote uh, from. Let's see. okay. So here it is. 
here's here's the quote in context. This is what he really has, and then we're going to make jokes on it. I'm not a great player, says Nikki Six. Like, if I really would shed for six months, I'm okay. But if I was a different kind of bass player, it would offset the sound of the band. Molly Crew is an interesting band because if you remove any one member, it completely changes the sound. We all play against each other. A lot of times, Vince would tell me he struggled with the fact that I put so many lyrics in a song. <laughs> Can you get me singing less, please, buddy? Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, he continues. Shout at the devil is a good example, but it was because I grew up with the best generation writers as a teenager, and I would get into this kind of rhythmic frenzy. And because of the way Vince sang, that was what made his voice excel. His voice was kind of like a Gatling gun, like bap, bap, bap. <laughs> I remember the first time the four of us played together. We ran exactly live. what a Gatling gun sounds like, by the way. I turned around to adjust my bass amp, and Tommy and I just gave each other a look. Something's happening here. <laughs> yeah, this old man is having contortions. <laughs> oh, wait, he's only 20 at this point. Oh, uh, oh and this quote actually started. They're all, so, they're all really fucking good. Tommy is a monster on drums. Mick is one of my favorite guitar players. And Vince has something that nobody else has. Isn't that what you're looking for? Guys that don't sound like anybody else? <laughs> so that was I mean, the thing. That didn't provide any context. I still don't know what he has. He's My got three that, guesses. He's COVID got a 22 hepatitis D or super AIDS. Let's <laughs> remind He's got a certain je ne sais quoi is what Nikki six is saying. Is that right? That's French for funk. <laughs> Ass funk. It's, it's French for, I don't know what it's French for vehicular manslaughter convictions. He's got a uh, speech pathology, so that when he tries to sing these lyrics, you don't know what that sounds like a baby babbling. Ball with the ball. That's where that came ball from. Ball with right? the ball, baby. It's my cameo. Thank you. $400, please. <laughs> is he still doing that, or is he off the cameo since he fell in that? <laughs> he hasn't hole. been. Yeah, he hasn't done one since the... Oh. Since all the backlash. So here's some of the some of the uh, comments. Metal injection readers <laughs> commented on my on my headline. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vince Neil has something no one else has uh, commented. All the chicken <laughs> is. Is it a cholesterol level that could kill any normal man? <laughs> is it a fat belly and the money to get a trainer, but still doesn't? Oh, <laughs> it's rare. Yeah. A voracious appetite for food. Sure. Uh, no, other people not. have that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Vince has something no one else has. Definitely not a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> he has it. It just keeps his shot glasses on it. <laughs> if, the answer, <laughs> if the answer is a rotund gut, I'm sorry, bud, but other people have that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> This guy, an astonishing lack of lung capacity. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, that's all lies because herpes is actually quite common. <laughs> <laughs> but he has super herpes. That's right. He's got Omicron herpes. Uh, yeah, it's airborne. Diabetes isn't that rare. Neither is alcoholism. Oh, <laughs> Super herpes, God just damn. Omicron herpes just leads from crotch to crotch without sexual contact. 
stretch marks uh, on his eyes <laughs> no i dispute that because he doesn't open his eyes so how would they stretch they've been botoxed uh, all the way down oh, uh, okay. a, a very portable bbq because he's always ready for a triple stack burger jesus these are so specific like could you imagine him reading this thankfully his eyes can't open because if they could he'd read this and kill himself yeah this is just rough get, it's just getting the passenger seat and drive at the same time somehow that's the only <laughs> way you can kill himself it's the most creative way <laughs> and just walk on any stage <laughs> let nature take its course an increased chance of cardiac arrest <laughs> I have one that he has that nobody else has. You want to hear it? Yes. The uh, unbearable burden of guilt from killing another human being <laughs> named Zazzle. Razzle. Razzle. Doesn't matter. It still works. Still works. And Rob, you, don't know that you don't know that he ha hasn't killed somebody named Zazzle, too? Right. That's exactly. The killing that's of my point. Ma conscience? Many no. people have guilty consciences from having killed a human being, but yeah. are any of them named Razzle? That's something he has that no one yeah. else has. It's true. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. All right. We got a caller. Ooh, hey, maybe it's Vince Neal. 213 wide nut is the number. Area code 602. You're on the Metal Injection Livecast. What's up? W what does Vince Neal have that no one else has? Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Don Jr., CEO. I came to sup and listen, but you pulled me out to the forefront. So I have the Spirit of God. I have the Holy Spirit. We're going in Christmas. It's time to make a change. Amen. Period. Amen, Pastor. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. What are, you, what are your top three changes that need to be made for the new year, 2022? Stop dealing with fake people. Stop dealing with people who think they know it and don't know. Stop dealing with people who don't willing to listen. Yeah. I agree with all of those. And now, what are your top three favorite Danko Jones tracks? I don't have a top three. I don't even know the artist. I, I, I've been in the industry for 20 years. I've come from radio. Google my name, Pastor Don Jr. CEO. I have Barack Obama gear like that. I have Ruben Sutter gear, stuff out there. I can't listen to these new artists because they don't understand the camaraderie of the DJs who's actually playing their music. They don't give, they don't throw y'all on cash out or nothing. It's just like playing my stuff. And it's different. I come from you old. Have so what artists do you like? You don't like the new artists. Who are you into? Well, I'm into, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a Tupac fan, uh, Eminem, Jay-Z, Nas. I, I mean, music is my connoisseur. Now, you want to go old school, I got Gap Band. Uh, Nothing wrong with the Gap Band. Kind of old school. How did you learn about uh, the live cast, sir? It doesn't seem like you're, we typically reach your, your, your demographic. Well, I've been on 365 days of radio campaign. I've been on over a thousand radio shows to tell the word of God. Mm. And I don't know what you're going through until I come and find out what's going on. 
So I got I a question. See. So what? How did you come to God? What? What brought? Were you always? Were you raised as a religious man or child, or did you find no, God I'm later sure. in life? Life, life happened. Life happened, man. I've been locked up over thirty times. I've been locked up in thirty states. So it is one of these kind of situations. There's something available that I don't know that's pushing Damn. me and keeping me and keeping me alive. I got to ask a question. Follow up here. Uh, and I know you want to stay on message about God and stuff. I just have to rewind and ask you, what did you do to get locked up in 30 different states? A lot of stuff, man. Between domestic violence, kick calling police on me. Uh, man, Damn. I'm not here to talk about what I did. I'm here to talk about what God is doing in me to make the world different. Mm. So God is in you? God is coming in you? Say what? You said God is in you? 100%. Oh. He's fully in you. He's inserted himself completely inside of you. He's raw. He's hitting it raw. I'm giving it to you, Blood Raw. You asked me a question. I'm not adding bugs. And and that's the funny thing about radio. One thing people can't listen, they have to Google and understand what you're saying. So while you're talking to me, you're Googling. At the end of the day, I'm telling you my own story. This is my story. Yeah. Mm. Now, you said that you've come to to God. Has God ever come on you? Mm. Oh, plenty of times. When I was in a jail cell, I'm facing like seven years. But God came to my jail cell and changed it. Boom. Did he let you out? No. (laughs) Going. <laughs> he hook you up with the with the, with the bobby pin to pick the lock or anything, bro. I, I'm telling you right now, what they locked me up bro. for, I shouldn't have been in jail for. But at the same time, I got more guy moves. We're, we're, we're abolitionists here. Would you say, outside of God, is there anyone else that can tell you how to live? Yes, my father. My father, he's been in the industry for over 40 years. So I come from a radio background. When I was three months, I was carried into a radio station. So I know this industry. Before this internet came up, I was the guy who was actually busy playing the goddamn, uh, the, 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 digging the dirt to put in the DSL. And that's how old I am. DSL. That's how old I am. <sighs> Broadband. You feel me? I got to tell you. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, it's like you get to say like Pony Express or something. But I gotta say, I I, I relate to you. Right, right, right. But you're not with FedEx. It don't make no difference. But same as I was around with Pony Express. I gotta I gotta say, I Pastor. So good. I, I I didn't come throw no song what y'all doing, but I'm saying there's people with history that's coming in here to actually probate and anomaly everybody that don't know what you're doing. Yes, completely agree. But I do. I, 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 you've inspired me. Like I want to, I want to just bond with what you're saying here because it's it's really resonating with me. Uh, I relate to your experience. I, I mean, I never was locked up. Well, I was I was locked up because a friend of mine was smoking weed next to me, and I got put in <laughs> For jail like six unfairly. hours. Just like you, I was in jail unfairly, <laughs> wrongfully accused. No, no, no. Once you in that, they, they take your fingerprints. They take your hey, you in the club. <laughs> Once you in the club, that's a certain stripe. Only nowhere. 
and I have, but I have since I was innocent in that case, but I have done things I'm ashamed of. Like I was a human urinal and, uh, it just wasn't, it, you know, you, you get to a point where, you know, you look up and you say, I need a sign. I need a sign. And finally God reaches down to you and pulls you out of that human urinal situation. Mm. That's my wow. testimony. Well, so all, just, all I can say to you is like this, man. I've been locked up in over 30 out of 50 states, and it's not fun being locked up. But when no. you got the opportunity, a radio platform, and thousands and millions of listeners to hear what you got to say, you got to tell them it ain't no joke. Do it right yeah. Because if you, you get that opportunity and then you say something that doesn't resonate with people, then it don't fucking match. You know, I'm sorry to use profanity. But that's you know no, 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 no. people are gonna realize that it don't fucking matter let me give you an analogy it's like if you make a cheeseburger you gotta make french fries if you make sal, <laughs> you know if sal, anything sal, it gotta go with white rice if it doesn't then it don't fucking match you feel what oh, i'm saying pastor no no, no I, I feel you 100 and i'm glad you open my line because I'm not like your regular caller. I got history. I got, man, it's people that's going to call into the show that's going to hear my name and be like, Pastor on New CEO, I didn't know you had him. Like that. Yeah. Like no, that. I'm, listen, you you know, I know you're, you're, um, you're a man of God and I, to my dying day, I will stand shoulder to shoulder with you. I have no, like you are, I can tell just through the phone that you're a man of honor. Amen. Yes, I am. How many uh, how many gods do you do worship, Pastor? <laughs> oh, oh that, that, I don't know who that was. That's not the person who's talking, but that's somebody from the the that audience. Yeah, that's a caller. Don't caller, don't God, be respectful. We have a Holy Spirit. That's it. We have a guest on. He's a man of God. Please that call her. That that was cute. That was very cute. I don't know that that was cute. So wait, how many? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Period. So three. So, so you follow you follow three? Three gods. Mm. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit is one. Goodbye. I say goodbye. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I knew I, he needed to be coaxed back into it. Like he was he was trying to say I knew if you just poked him a little he would say no they're not three they're one <laughs> sorry to let that guy go though i feel like we could have gotten more juice out of that i i, I fested the old new york onto our show that was incredible how did the yeah. fuck did that happen i don't know it wow could have been a call one of our callers doing a bit but i don't know it felt genuine no, I, don't uh, think so. I think yeah, he yeah. think he just calls random block talk shows this guy yeah it may have been block talk 213 wide not that's the number 213-943-3688 we haven't gotten like a block talk straggler in a while though that was no, carol like, yeah carol probably. was a block talk uh, person right yeah no she was a metal person she found us sure? through through the twitter yeah okay she's, she's a metalhead and we were butts and carol is so long ago now too it's crazy yeah it's about she's 10 years if you yeah, odds are she's dead. I mean, I hate to say it. I hope not, but I'm not wishing it on her. But the, uh, the odds are not in her favor. Yeah. 
She's a vile. She probably hasn't gotten her booster at best. She's unboosted. Well, maybe she found God like this gentleman that was just on our on our phone lines. <laughs> probably at a bedside, right? As she, the flat line was starting to happen. <laughs> oh, Carol. Oh, Carol. Oh, Carol. You came and you gave without taking. But I sent you away, oh, Carol. Wow. I don't know how to process that phone call. That was that was something else. It's okay, Sid. Everything will be okay. Here's something that makes me feel very old. I saw this tweet that says Your age. Twenty twenty one is to two thousand as two thousand was to nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, that's that's the year your boy was born. Mm. I, I look uh, I look at things that aired in two thousand, like sometimes sporting events, and it uh-huh. wasn't like fully HD then, and the shit looks grainy and it's degraded. You know, a lot of it, like sports stuff, was shot on ta- like tape back then, yeah. Like yeah. Betamax, and it's or even to like deteriorate. Yeah, even if you watch uh, like uh, watching, for example, Jackass clips from when they first started, it looks like. It looks so, so much older than when I remember seeing it at the time, just because of the video quality of the digital cameras in that era. Is this what you do on your downtime, Rob? You're browsing Basquiat and old jackass clips back and forth. That's that's your week. That was just my reference point of just like, what's (laughs) like, what's what's on DV footage in the mid aughts or even just old metal injection footage. It's crazy. Well, that was the top most top notch cinematography. You guys had great equipment. Not in the early 2000s we did it. We had the uh, Super 8 cams. Ooh, like super. We had basically <laughs> family home movie cameras. He had the, the Super was shooting the scenes from, from his building. <laughs> no, we were in the movie The Super starring Joe Pesci. Oh, you wish. <laughs> I do wish. Classic. That's wonderful. I love that movie. That movie was Classic. on Fox 5, WNYW all the time. And I loved it. You can't watch that edited. There was so much cursing in that movie. You got to watch the the real. You're right. Maybe maybe I need to find a a stream of it. See what they were really saying. I I definitely rented it. too. (laughs) Was Damon Wayans also in that or who else? There was like a he was the super. But then there was like a tenant. Wasn't there? There was like his nemesis. Uh, Paul Benjamin is the. Paul Benjamin. Oh, I was thinking of Paul Winfield. I was going to say. No, who's Paul Benjamin? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know. Here, I'll show. I'll show my screen. This guy. Let's see what IMDb says. There's, yeah, who's that guy in the, in the picture with him? They're picking him up by his scruff. Oh, Vincent Gardini is in this. Mm-hmm. Is it Kenny Blank? No, or that's a little kid okay. who's in a bunch of stuff. Abdulay Nagam, maybe. Yeah, you keep trying to pronounce that. I got it. I think. Let's watch the trailer. <laughs> watch the trailer. An ad before a trailer. Get out of here. An ad before an ad. 
Yeah, Joe Segartini is uh, Joe Pesci's father, right? Probably, that makes sense. In Goodfellas, he was a vicious thug. In Home Alone, he was a ruthless thief. In Lethal Weapon 2, he was a slimy embezzler. That was just a warm-up. See, that's how the door broke. You're supposed to go in and stay in. You want your electricity fixed? Move. <laughs> he provides Jesus. affordable housing for the underprivileged. Joe Pesci, he doesn't want your love. Get out of my way. Just the rent. Give me the rent. Give me the rent. Just give me the rent. I gotta my watch this again. Right yeah. I, 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 like this car, Naomi? Just probably been like I'm counsel for the housing authority. Get off the car. Off the car. You know how many convictions they get? Zip zero. Yes. They just don't make movies like this anymore. You mean not a pro- existing property reboot? <laughs> the super. Looks like your automobile lost a little weight. Now he's getting a taste of his own tenement. I want to see something more than the band-aids love this who are music. currently applying to this open sore. I know yeah, New Jack Swing. How come they call you Milkman? Because I kill the Milkman. Ah, I ain't scared in this neighborhood. Because I walk it like I talk it, kid. Look at how high his pants are. Academy Award winner Joe Pesci is the super once you were that was the first time joe pesci was on screen as the tallest person in the scene <laughs> that that hair piece yeah i definitely want to watch this again now i loved it panel discussion sure yeah <laughs> you just go through all old joe I, pesci movies i can't believe home alone uh came out before the home alone was what was it 90 I just what I don't like about the super just a little nitpick but I mean just the fact that he's such an asshole and then living in that building makes him sympathetic and like just by the end of the movie he's like a nice guy you know and he gives he you know he improves the lives of the tenants and you know these guys are fucking leeches don't humanize them yeah yeah, and they should the, be sent to prison, not just. Oh, you have to live in a slightly shittier place, right? We but I, but uh-huh. I, st- I still like the spirit of the film. You know, yeah. it's funny, but I just rather see landlords like just fucking just punish, just put them in frog march, orange jumpsuit. Joe Pesci, Pesci should have to suffer that fate anyway. Probably. <laughs> what did he's he do? Done so- I'm sure he's done. Was it because he made Gone Fishing? He won't eat pussy, so Vinnie Paul thinks he should be strung up. Is that true? He, uh, Isn't that like who? Didn't Louis C.K., the great Louis C.K., tell that story about Joe Pesci? I don't know this. There, oh, Rob, you help me out. Wasn't there some... He Louis C.K. told some story about how he wanted Joe Pesci to be in that Horace and Pete show. And he like went to Joe Pesci's house and they talked about it. Joe Pesci ended up turning him down, but then also went on like a half hour rant about how he never eats pussy and thinks it's disgusting. I see. So I I, I couldn't find it, but there's someone tweeting saying, I'm a little freaked out by the news that the Horace and Pete, which is the name of the show, 
that we keep talking about. The Horace and Pete eating pussy makes you weak bit came straight from Joe yeah, Pesci. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's so weird when people say that. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I, don't I understand if an individual woman doesn't clean herself or something. That's one thing. But just to say pussy itself, that means you just don't like vagina, I feel like. And that's okay if you don't. But to, but to be so hostile, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very strange. And to just like go on a soliloquy about it to a person you just met. Yeah, it's ex- extra strange. He clearly feels very strongly about it, although Louis was probably ca- jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even if not jerking off, like we know now that he's a repugnant person. Yeah. So can we trust his account that Louis C.K. didn't initiate this? That's rant true. Somehow? That's true. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like Joe Ugh. Pesci, so I'm going to believe that whether it's true or not. So here's the full quote uh, from Louis C.K. saying, while I was there, lecture, he lectured me about don't ever eat a woman's pussy. He gave me this whole thing about never going down on a woman because it makes you beneath her and you can never rise above. Uh, he said this whole thing to me and I said to him, I need to write that into the show. And he let me have it. And it's in the show. <clears throat> That's amazing to me. That's amazing that someone could actually think that and live in the 21st century. That's just amazing beneath you you're doing a favor for somebody because you maybe also you just enjoy looking pussy is that possible yeah that, that that's the thing like so does he think if a girl gives me a blowjob that she's beneath me now too I yes think probably but that's yeah, how but it should be that's the, yeah that's the natural order of things that's oh my goodness what a joyless sex life, right? Am I like that's just wasn't that like a thing on the Sopranos that like they didn't respect Uncle Junior because he ate yeah. pussy? Yeah, so, and he yeah, had to it's keep just... it a secret. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just that ridiculed. same tradition. But Jack this... not in the fucking mob, though. He thinks he is. He lives his life as if he is. I want this reminds me now of his beach house that went for sale. It's a Jersey Shore mansion. This was a few years ago now, but uh, you mean Marilyn uh, Manson's house that we talked about? No, no? Joe Pesci. Oh. You know what happened? He put it up for sale because he found out there the prior owners had a pussy eating room. <laughs> well, <laughs> like from the outside, it looks really nice. A, a little dated, perhaps. Like yeah. it looks a little eighties. But I ain't fucking living here, motherfucker. <laughs> but then when you look inside, you see that there's photos of fucking Joe Pesci all over the place. He's, he's his own biggest fan. Lest we forget. This oh, is really wow. nice. This is yeah. a beautiful big deck. Big pool right on the, the pool's shaped the like water. a corpse. Look at that. What the fuck is that? That is. I guess that little piece at the tip is like a hot tub. Jacuzzi, yeah, a hot tub. It looks like a wrapped up body at a crime scene. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's the outline that does that. Who's got a fucking jetty? He has a jetty at his house. Look at that. A fucking pier. Yep. the life. Beautiful. Massive kitchen. Although yeah, that dishwasher looks a little old. <laughs> I mean, on. that looks like, like fucking my old ass dishwasher. He's always hey. out at Italian restaurants. He's never cooking at home anyway. That dishwasher is barely used. Listen to this humble brag, Robert Pazzabini. I got a dishwasher. It's kind of old. But <laughs> it's broken. It's not even fucking usable. <laughs> a lot of people don't have a dishwasher. You're better off than the one I have. I got to tell you. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I feel like there's more here. I don't. Uh, you know what? I'm never going to hang out with Joe Pesci. I can appreciate his work, even though he seems like a douche. Yeah. I want to say get on the record and say that he's a great actor. I mean, he's a rich person. Rich people have, uh, you know, 
different moral barometers, let's say. <laughs> here's some more photos I found. Here, here's the one I wanted to show, the, his, his home theater room. Which is oh, just a lethal weapon three pinball yeah, machine. Yeah. That's like fucking you, awesome. I would, I would, if I was a lethal weapon three and I had access to potentially have a pinball machine, I, I would rock that for sure. But I, all these other posters, I bet when it gets to multi ball, it goes, What Leo wants, Leo gets. <laughs> and then more, more memorabilia here. He's done a lot of movies, my man. He was so useless in Lethal Weapon three, like, he does nothing in that movie. And he's like, or any of the any of the ones he's in, it's just like they got Joe Pesci because he was famous and hot at that time. They could have had that same movie with nothing. I do give him credit for walking away. Like not many. Like look at his career and Robert De Niro's career. Robert De Niro right now is a fucking joke. Is he? Is is I don't know. Pesci less of a joke? I think What's Robert De Niro did enough to that people can absorb his shitty work, uh, but, you know, and still say, all right, he's still Robert De Niro. Yeah. Joe Pesci did some stinkers, though. He did yeah, we, I mean, the su- it's not like the super was an Oscar-nominated film. Or yeah. Gone right, Fishing. Right. right. But at least it's a good movie. Gone Fishing yeah. is the one that's trash yeah. as fuck. It's like De Niro waited until the end of his career to do the mailing it in shit. Pesci did it in the middle. Well, I think with Pesci, though, he realized, like, wait, I don't have to mail it. I don't have to do anything anymore. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to work. You can just sell his house and buy a new one, and sell that. Keep you doing that. Do Scorsese movies via CG. <laughs> yeah, just, just get a computer to me. Yeah, fuck it. I'm stupid like that. <laughs> do a movie, break your head, go to jail for eight years, come out, beat the shit out of you again because I'm stupid. Remember when he wasn't he the host of Saturday Night Live the week after Sinead O'Connor tore up the picture of the Pope? And then he know. came the next week and taped it back together on SNL, right? Am I, I remembering sounds, that right? I'm pretty oh sure that. I, I remember that sounds vaguely familiar, but I wouldn't have guessed it was Joe Pesci. I have no idea. I believe it was Joe Pesci. What a joke! That iconic moment. Yep, you are correct. Did it get like big applause from the oh for sure and the f- braying seals in the fucking audience for sure? Woo! The Pope is awesome. My question, though, is, was it the same picture or did he have to buy a replica picture, then rip it up himself and retape it, (laughs) which is almost as bad, sir? How dare you? He just had Sinead do it. He had, hey, listen, can you rip this one, too, so I can send it back to me? (laughs) Thank you. Well, it doesn't look like it's taped up. Oh, okay. So maybe I remember that part wrong. Oh, he just just held up a photo. Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci wouldn't tear up a picture of the Pope. Come on. Although, hey, in retrospect. Sinead was damn right. Look how look I how stand happy with Sinead. He, look how happy he is with him. So you can't pronounce oh, yeah. Sinead, but he's pinky no, ring. I Sinead. <laughs> look how he's so smug. Oh, look at I love the Pope. I'm a good Italian. Yeah. Fucking, fucking I'm a good man. Italian that doesn't eat any cooch. <laughs> was he promoting the super real. on that appearance? That's the other question. Or was it my cousin Vinny, perhaps? Mm. He was on like 19 times. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Fucking Nazi enabling Catholic Church child diddler pr- pr- protectors. Let's let's tape that picture back up together. Yeah, QAnon. Why don't you uh, go after the Catholic Church a little bit, huh? Huh? Oh, how about that QAnon, huh? Huh? Mm. Are they listening to the show? 
Well, do they even have any fucking power anyway? It's not like they, you know, it's did fair. anything. It's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we're winding it down. Let's talk about our music break. Every week, we each pick a song, throw it on a Spotify playlist, and we call that the RAPL Livecast Music Break. It's really turning out to be quite a fun playlist to jam out to. And uh, this week, I went a little different. I did not pick a metal song. I picked a song by a band uh, whose name kind of sounds like a metal band. I guess it's an artist. It's not a band. It's a it's a it's a young woman named Slater with three Y's. Uh, and I, I got and the song is Daddy as Fuck, Daddy AF. And uh, the way I, I found out about Slater is uh, through the wonderful Spotify algorithm I was listening to. I, I forget what I was listening to. Maybe it was like Dua Lipa. Maybe it was like Nightclub, one of those kind of dance poppy things. And then this came up. And I, I first of all, I couldn't believe there was an artist named Slater. <laughs> Uh, but then I, I, I d- dug her vibe, so I think you will dig it too. So that's my pick, Sid. What did you pick? You couldn't believe that, that was the thing that blew you away. Just there was someone. Well, I, li- I liked her. Name. I, I liked her posturing. I liked her vibe. I dug. Is her she friends style. with Cub Cake? I'm not sure, but maybe. Looks like they may have collaborated. Cub Cocky. Um, I picked the song I Want to Conquer the World by Bad Religion because uh, early this morning, Jude in the Discord asked what I thought of Bad Religion, and it sparked a nice little discussion about how I said, you know, they have a few good songs there. There was somebody I got into when I was first getting into punk, but like I sort of got bored of them pretty quick because their songs are very similar sounding. But there are a few standouts, and I Want to Conquer the World is one of those standouts. That's the one I picked. One of the good ones. Well, Sid, you picked uh, Bad Religion, and I picked The Cult, which is oh. kind of similar. <laughs> Hello. And the song that I picked is not similar, really, in style, but there's the, there, a cult is a bad religion. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, picked Wild Hearted Son, and there's a story behind it. I just bumped into somebody who I worked with in a record store about 30 years ago and just had a little chat on the street and it brought me back to that store and one of my memories of that store was that i i was working on a cash register right next to this machine that tourists could come in and it was right in in greenwich village and so flooded with tourists and you could just play three seconds maybe like 10 seconds of any song that they had like 40 songs in there and the number one song that everybody played over and over was wild hearted son by the huh. cult and of the songs that were loaded in there. And I heard that song about 11 trillion quadrillion times, <laughs> but only those 10 seconds. Oh my God. So, but it's a good song. And some of the other songs in there outshined by Soundgarden. Okay. Uh, was Fleetwood Mac song was in there. So it was like a wide, like a sort of stripe of only rock though. Like I don't okay. think there was any hip hop in there, but it was like different kinds of rock. And I heard that song ad nauseum for one summer. So, I kind of got locked in my brain whenever I think of that store. But it's a good song, and I like The Cult. Actually, I like The Cult up to about that album, and then there's like two after that. I get into them. I feel like, uh, I feel like they're up my alley, but I never really gave them a shot. 
the alien. They don't mid, have the mid, letter Y in their name, though. Not even mid, once. The mid-80s up to that album, very good. After, I think there's two. There's a 1994 and a 1995 or something that are like kind of... And then they got mad at each other and broke up. Mm-hmm. Check them out. All right. So that's our, that's our playlist. And once again, wanted to mention our Patreon, patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. Oh, and before I mention the Patreon, you know, if you want to support us but don't necessarily have the money to be able to afford uh, the Patreon, totally cool. You could always follow us on social media. We post video clips on there throughout the week and other fun stuff. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. And please join our Discord. There is an invite in this episode description. All three of us in there, we talk all the time. We hang out. We interact. It's really, really, really fun. We have a bunch of different rooms in there. Uh, we talk about wrestling. We talk about TV channels. and movies. A bunch of different channels. Thank you. Uh, so That okay yeah, boomer is in regards to Rob. <laughs> well, it's like uh, AOL. They had rooms and Discord. Yeah. They have channels. And uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Rob with a uh, second B. Uh, last week we were talking about this beer and I was apparently pronouncing it incorrectly, improperly. It's pronounced Vorsteiner, like Vaken. And I think so it's I, Steiner also. Vorsteiner, you're right. Vorsteiner. So there we go. Highly recommended beer, though. And, is that uh, the same can from last week, or is that a new can? That is a new can. I was, I've been drinking this whole time. It's a prop a new- can. There's no beer. Oh, sorry. It's, it's actually there's water in there. It's I'm doing the old, uh, I'm doing the old warp tour trick of giving all the bands uh, energy Voss, bottles with water in them. Wassersteiner. Was that a thing they did on warp tour? Oh yeah, on on all those festivals since the uh, they had like a major energy drink sponsor they uh-huh. wanted the artists to look like they're drinking the energy drink on stage, but the artists don't want a sugary drink. That's they surprising. I would water. think a lot of those dumbass bands would love that shit. Well, you had the option, I think, but most bands like wanted Blink-182 water. Blink-182 was taking the Monster Energy drink. They didn't want water. <laughs> Maybe, or, or rocks. That's why that dude got was. cancer. Oh. But nothing grosser than canned water from yes. an energy drink company. Tell energy you. drinks give you cancer. And now a word from Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> our sponsor yeah, this promo week. Promo code LiveCast for cancer. <laughs> Uh, My plan is finally coming to fruition. (laughs) Oh, you want to exterminate the audience? Everyone will be like me. (laughs) No energy. Exactly. We're going to do our top live cast fans of the week. If you'd like to be a top live cast fan of the week, you just got to join our Patreon at the $10 tier. Get everything in the five dollar tier, the bonus episodes, the sit column, and you get a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. So how are we doing this, folks? Do it as if you're someone who wants people to think you're really into Basquiat. I don't want people to think I'm really into Basquiat. Well, that's what I'm saying. Invoke that character. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch! 
Uh, all right, I want to give a shout out to. I want to give a shout out to Eric. Oh, yeah, is that good? Does this person look like they're into Basquiat? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And then when, when I give a shout out to Eric, I also want to give a shout out to Benjamin. Mm, yes, he sounds like a good artist. This El Judarino, mm, I'm a little too classy for him. Dan R, I don't think so. Sam, I am <laughs> maybe. Mindy Mayer's Kipper mm, sounds promising. Gender, now that's an artist name. Rabba Ganoush, aka Justin, just pick one. Shasur Sasusits, ooh, I like how that sounds. Rabba Vampiro, Hugo likes tacos. Well, that, that's a that's a that's a take. Lando Danks, I don't think so. Lacroix, mm, sounds French. Corey and Scotty H, now those sound like some artists. Doug Pigman, who gave Rob the hickey? I, I, I wouldn't know. Scooby-Doo 182. Douglas, who are you, Levison? <laughs> hey, guys. It's Josh. Those are our top live guest fans of the week. We love you. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for contributing. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. And supporting us. And we had a wonderful 2020. There's one more episode left in the year. Hopefully, it's 2021, we'll though. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we did have a wonderful 2020. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We There's had, we one had a left lot of... to do in 2020. We just never got around to it. Finish that up. <laughs> oh, All right. I, I'm out of here, folks. I need a timeout. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>